Welcome to Prepare to Care, the ARP podcast with resources and tools to support the millions of family caregivers who provide unpaid care to their loved ones. I'm Marie Pierre, your host for this podcast. Today on our show, in honor of Black History Month, we're taking some time to learn from African American caregivers in Houston. What are some of the nuances and expectations of being a caregiver in the African American community? What are some of the resources that African-American caregivers find useful that might be of interest to other caregivers as well? So to speak with us today, we've invited Benny Blake, who is a longtime caregiving volunteer with ARP Houston. Benny cares for various family members and friends and often leans on the things she's learned while serving as a medical professional in the Army. She'll be sharing some of her personal experiences and observations as a caregiver, the impact of caregiving on her own health, and how being African-American has shaped the way she cares for her loved ones. Coming up on Prepare to Care. Um, Benny, welcome to the show. Thank you. So it's really nice to have you here. So um, I want to, um, I don't know you, right? Right. And I want to know a little bit more about you. So you are a caregiver for family members? Yes. So tell us more. Well, um, I have an invalid brother and sister now after the decease of my mother. My mother was my first um, caregiver. I provided care for her after I got out of the military. As an Army nurse, retired Army nurse, disabled, um, I learned a lot of things of how to take care of her. Now I have a brother and a sister who provide uh, lean on me for support. So their medication I get, their doctor's appointments, I either make it for them or and take them to it. So it's a lot of responsibilities for one individual. And although I have friends and family, I'm the sole responsibility person who provided care. So you cared for your mom. She's passed, I'm yes, guessing. She passed She's passed two years ago. And two years ago. I'm sorry about that. And then um and then a brother and sister. Yes. Right. And then you're here to speak about the African American experience because there are some some nuances, right? There's yes. some things that are a little different. One things that that you and I talked about before the show are um, churches yes. and the importance of church in the African American community and how that impacts caregiving. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, the church I attend is predominantly a pretty large church. It's in the inner city. Payne Chapel Church, uh, we have a lot of senior members. Our church is 131 years old. So we have a lot of senior ministers, I mean, seniors there. Right. Um, the oldest one now probably is about 89, 80, something like that. Um, they depend on the younger group to help them, and they don't know where to go to get resources hmm. from other places outside of each other. The same thing is uh, with the church that I affiliate with, with the AARP, the Denver Harbor Group. They have the AARP group that meets at a church once a month, and they provide care to each other because they're a senior group. You know, they're old church. When I say senior group, they're old churches. In your black churches, 
that are predominantly black, you don't have any outside resources other than the ones who comes in and bring information to them of how to get information. And a lot of times they're afraid to go and seek other information. So what I'm hearing is or what you're describing is people have their community centered around the church. Yes. There's a reliance of fellow church members because these are the people that you trust because you see them every week, right? Right. And then if your church brings in information, then maybe you're more likely to get some information. But if your church doesn't, then you might be left with like a lack of information. Exactly. So did you experience personally that lack of information? I did. I really did. Until I started coming here to AARP, I had no knowledge except for the military okay. or where to go for outside help. Um, it, it seemed to be when you talk to other churches, it's the same thing. We don't have any outside uh, participation, outside help, where to go, who you know. It's all in who you know and who will get that information. So so what you're describing is, is people who, who trust each other and it's who you know and who you get the information. But things changed for you Yes. at some point. So how did it change for you? Well, I'm not as stressed okay. as I was before because that can play a big part on your health. Uh, if you're stressed, your blood pressure goes up, and there are other problems that may be affected. You don't do well. You don't eat well because you're steady trying to care for others, so you leave yourself at the last, which is really bad. Now I try to take put myself in ahead, and then take care of my sister and my brother and I'm trying to teach the members in my church that that's the way they need to go. Have outside help which relieves you which causes less pressure on you than trying to do it all yourself. So was there a moment where you said I need outside like how did you come to realize you needed that outside help? Coming here. Coming to ARP. Coming here to ARP and learning what I needed and didn't need. Um, I, to say specifically the time to give you, I can't give you right. that. Uh, but I can tell you that based on me coming here, meeting outside resources, it helped me to know what I needed to do to help my family and help me and I share this information with my members at church. We have a senior ministry group and we meet and we discuss different things that I get from here to make us less stressful. So how did you get the idea of going to ARP? How did that start for you? Like you're like, are you sore not? Or like what? <laughs> like how did that happen? Um, I believe Miss Lily Ballard I don't know if you remember her, but there's a lady named Miss Lily Ballard. Okay. She's a retired nurse. Uh, went to the same high school I did. By accident, I met her, and she said, come go with me. Senior to me, and that's where it went from there. And then you started to go to, like, workshops and events and learn more about what it is that we have to offer. Yes, yes. Okay. 
So I want to talk a little bit more um, about also one of the things that I've heard, and I want you, you know, you to tell me, you know, if that is true. That in regards to health issues, there are studies that says that um, that African American people have like tend to have more issues sometimes because of the way healthcare is delivered, because of information, because of a number of things. How does that play in caregiving, and and have you? Um, encountered that in your in your particular circle, either your immediate family or other people. Let me see how I can answer that. Um, I'm not sure about the studies. Okay. Because we don't normally participate in studies. Hmm, good point. Okay. We're very apprehended about participating in studies because we feel that. Those studies are not going to justify us at all. Okay. You're not going to get any meaning out of it. You don't get the results. We're fearful of what the results may be, that they may be invalid, incorrect, and not true to cause. Okay. So I can't really breach on the studies. Fair enough. Because I don't think, and, and I, we've talked a lot, my people that I work, uh, hang out with, we don't think the studies are for us because we're not really, you don't have that many people that participate in studies. Got it. You know. So what, what I'm hearing is what works for you is if a trusted person gives you information. Then I'm more geared to taking that mm -hmm. information and running with it. Okay. Then based on a study right. that says, um, based on our study with the American Heart Association, this many people have this. This many people have that. The blacks um, are at 20%. But how do you know that if they didn't sign a paper Why? that said they participated in the study? Okay. So. so so, how do you see in the African-American community, do you see families with, like, multiple health problems for people who do care? Okay, you're rolling your eyes here. <laughs> Tell me more about that. What do you see? We have a lot of health problems. We have multiple health problems. We have health problems from blood pressure, eye problems, heart problems, kidney problems. We have a lot of problems. We have a lot of health issues. And oftentimes, when you do go to the doctor, they want to give you the same medicine over and over, and it does not seem to give you any relief. Mm -hmm. And I'll give myself an example. I went to the doctor, nosebleeds, nosebleeds. There's no cause. There's a cause. If there's something going on, there's a cause. And then they put you on the medicine. And you relying on the doctors. And you take it, and then you find out one of the side effects is nosebleed. Mm -hmm. You become distrustful. And that's right. what happened to me. And I'm in the professional field. Right. So if I'm in the I know, you're a nurse, right, field. of all things. So if I'm in a professional field and okay. I have this happen to me, you can imagine what would happen to blacks who have multiple health issues that are put on the same medication over and over, but they don't see the results. Right. So what, what is helpful, you think, to help with all of this? You know, I wish to God that I could really have an answer for you. Okay. But 
I don't have an answer that would justify. Uh, I think that if you go to different churches okay, and talk to the minister and get the minister or the senior group that's in that little area to come out and talk, I think that may help. Because the church is a trusted community. Right. And so what I'm hearing from you is, because for you, you went, you have one church, but I'm hearing you also go to that other church, and you have multiple communities. Right. That gives you a different perspective, it right. sounds like. Right. And that might be opening up and getting more information out. Exactly. But I think the most important thing is to go to different churches, talk to them about the different issues that are going on, and get them to side with you, form a coalition group, Okay. and that will help put out the information so that they can come back and prayerfully reduce the problems that are going on Okay. as far as health issue problems. Okay. Get the information out. Thank you. That's helpful. Um, let's talk a little bit about families. So you are you dealt with your mom, right? And you, yes. you, you were the main caregiver for her. Yes. No, you are the caregiver for sister and brother. Yes. Um, what has been your experience of the family interaction in caregiving in the black community? We talked about that today. You, the care provider is the person that's taking care of the family member, is relied on greatly for everything. They relied on for food, hospitalization, you name it, they're relied on. And I don't know. Can you just repeat that again? Please? Yeah, like what, what has been, what have you observed of families, you know, the family interaction in, in caregiving? Like do families stick together? Um, and what about when, when they have, like, like are people sometimes making decisions, the family can't care for someone, they have to go to a home? That was also discussed today, that if you have, supposedly, I have money, uh, quote, you think I have money, right. so you're going to be my care provider, but you need some help. Juanita won't give you the help because she feels that the money you have, you won't give her any of it. I see. And so you won't get any help from other members because they figure you're getting the care, you're getting the money, so why should I participate? So income is, is important. Income And is it important. creates, what I'm hearing is, it can create some problems sometimes. Exactly. Either people don't want to give up the income Yes. Because I, I hear sometimes when somebody goes into a retirement home, then the income's not in the family anymore. Right. Um, or, okay, well, you, you get paid for this, so why should I help, right? Exactly. And, you know, if you go to, if I have to go to a nursing home rehab, then that family member gives up that money. Right. So nothing is coming in. So what, what do you think about rehab what do you think about retirement home do you think the would you have put your mom in a retirement home I, unfortunately i had to yeah because i didn't have any help uh so that must have been hard very hard and you can't you, you have to go there every day but you don't go there at the same time every day because the care can be very very different 
you're not going to get consistent care, good, good consistent care, uh, if the family member, if the facility does not think that you care about that family member. So you go to drop in. You do the drop in. And just make sure people are taken care of. Right. And you document and you take pictures of what's going on. Is that what you did? Of course. Okay. I mean, I don't know, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm asking. I mean, so you're yeah. like walking around with your phone. You're like, I'm taking a picture of that. Yeah. I took a picture of my mother's legs. I took a picture. I turned her. And um, and when when some things didn't work, how did it work for you? Like, were you heard in the facility? Was I heard? Mm-hmm. You heard verbally, and that's it. They'll mm. do something as long as they feel that you're not going to go outside of the source. But if you go through DAP, uh, Department of the Adult Protection, they and they come back and investigate, they're more inclined to clean up their act. Okay, so your experience is don't hesitate to call. Don't hesitate to call. Because if you work through the channel, you might not get anywhere. Exactly. Okay, yes. that's good advice. Exactly. You know, bring it to their attention. By all means, bring it to their attention. Document 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 there's a saying in god we trust and all other we document if it's not documented it didn't happen because i can say my mother had this on her but if it's not written it didn't happen it didn't happen you know and then you put on it who you reported to you have to to keep a sane mind to know that your family member is getting the care you want, you need to report it. You need to document it and keep it on hand for future reference. Thank you. I think that's really good advice. Um, let's switch to caring for your siblings, right? And what I heard you say is you care for your siblings, and it sounds like you're doing a lot regarding their medical care. So when you go with them to doctors, like, is there some particular advice that you have for people when they they help with doctors? Go in, ask questions, document on the prepare to care in the book we hand out. It has information in the back about medication, emergencies, uh, things like that, uh, uh, diagnosis. Ask questions. If you don't understand, it's okay. But go in and talk to that doctor and say, I don't understand. Can you explain to me in layman's terms so that I can understand what you're saying so that I can explain to him or her what you're saying so they can better understand it if there's possibility that they can do that. If they can't, but for your own satisfaction, ask questions. It doesn't hurt to ask questions. If you don't ask questions, you won't know. So you've learned to be like the, the, the squeaky wheel, right? Nice but squeaky, a little bit, right? Unfortunately, yes. No, but it's not unfortunate. That's the things you have to do, right? Right. And document everything and, and ask a lot of questions. Um, um, Benny, um, I think we're getting to the end. So if there were one piece of advice for our listeners today, particularly those in the African-American community, what would it be? Get involved. For this subject, prepare to care. Get as much information as you can. Find resources. Find family members that are willing to participate. And do what you need to do to keep ahead 
to keep yourself from sinking and getting into other serious health issue problems. Thank you. So you hear it from Benny, get involved. Get involved. Get some help. Talk to people. Yes. All right. So today we've spoken with Benny Blake, an an ARP caregiving volunteer and veteran, about her experience being a caregiver in the African American community. Thank you, Benny. You're welcome. As always, if you thought this podcast was helpful, or if you have friends or family who are new to caregiving, invite them to follow the Prepare to Care podcast at iTunes, SoundCloud, and www.aarp.org slash HoustonPTC. I'm going to repeat that, www.aarp.org slash HoustonPTC. Also, take our Prepare to Care podcast survey. This will help us improve future episodes or find other caregiving planning and local resources to help you and your loved 